Which one's reg pill is? Hmm? It means a lot of things in a lot of different contexts. In the internet context. Caring about I, it, it, red pill means one thing, blue pill means another thing. Caring about either pill means you're a fucking loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should take the black pill, Jimmy. Ow. I like the white pill though. Well, and then it it becomes like, oh, are you are you Greek food pilled, Rick? <laughs> Do you enjoy eating Greek food for dinner? <laughs> you you soy Greek cuck? <laughs> <Or> Wait, <laughs> you just reversed the meaning of the two. <laughs> I, I don't pay attention to any of that shit. <laughs> you can't be pilled on something that's good and then call it a Greek cucked thing. I don't know why the Greek is in there. That Greek is, you're not Greek cuck. I guess Greek cucked would be a thing. You're Greek Greek Are you Wait. making a, a uh, commentary about Greece right now? <laughs> I think so, but I don't mean to be. Yeah, other than like their Josh food, is, other than their food is yummy. Josh confused pilled me. <laughs> confused pilled. How about you shut the fuck up, pilled? <laughs> I was not a bit disappointed in my first kebab me I ever had. Mm-hmm. I, like the pit, like whenever I saw a kebab being like was it a kebab off, or a gyro, gyro, right? Hero, gyro, gyro, gyro. Is a kebab like the meat that they put on it on mm-hmm. a gyro? Like is it still on a kebab? Kebab is like on the smaller, it, like. I, I'm, the cone of bread. No, kebab is the like. It's got a little like. It's like something you'd poke a fire. Oh, with. like the, like an actual kebab. I was thinking yeah, of yeah, like yeah. the kebab of like it's the big spinning the giant, thing. Yeah, of the meat. giant yeah. wheel of meat. Which I guess thing. is still technically kebab because it's got a mega thing sticking through. Usually beef and lamb, delicious. Yeah, love it. Right. Also, I love how um, when you go to like a real good like like down to earth greasy mm-hmm. uh, Greek joint. They'll they'll shave that with yeah. like a hair shaver, <laughs> and then they're scooping it up off of the grill with like a pan that they've like sawed the tip off of to <laughs> yep. make a giant spatula. Pizza spatula. That's how yeah. you know it's going to be incredible, so <laughs> or greasy you, and so delicious. And it might give you food poisoning, but it just might be worth it. You guys ever gotten it from a food truck downtown? No. Yeah. Greek food. Yeah. Well, but I, yeah, yeah. Like most, my experience with food trucks is the majority of them taste really good, and the majority of them cost like four times what you should. Be yeah. Paying for them. Yes. Yeah. I, I was downtown watching like the uh, same price as a full size restaurant. Yes. The I can't remember what it's called, but it's when the symphony plays music over mm-hmm. a movie oh, that yeah, has yeah. it. I sure, was doing sure, that sure. for Jurassic Park, and my friend like we didn't eat before that, so he went to the a food truck, and it was like twenty two dollars for one like. Yes. A single serving without size, which I'm like, Good Lord. ugh. And I, I realized on the like app that you looked at, all those food trucks had like really shitty ratings, but there was one food truck there that had like a really good rating. That food truck didn't just, they made it up so people would come there, not see that one, have to get one of the shitty ones. <laughs> I thought brilliant. you were going to say it was like the grilled cheesery or something, because like that's actually some food that might be worth paying 20 bucks for. That remind like that kind of shadiness reminds me of my trip in Hawaii. The we shyster? Went, mm. We went on the road to Hana, which yeah, is you- like the super risky, like windy in the mountains trail. And it's it's a lot of uh, trail road, and but it's it's really fun and it's very scenic. Um, but the guy that we did the tour with mm-hmm. was just like out of his head bonkers. Like I don't know any other tour guy that on the return trip home is like regularly like very loudly cussing out. Like at one right, point yeah. he's cussing out the people coming in the other lane, and he, he rolled down his window to like push their mirror closed. <laughs> uh, and then he started a whole conversation because, you know, he's got the mic where he's like supposed yeah. to yeah. tell us about the culture and the history and everything. Sure, yeah. And instead of giving us like the bits, of, like we get a little bit of culture and history, yeah. but the length of time that he dedicated to 
everyone in the tour bus one by one going back and forth naming celebrities they wanted to bang was significantly <laughs> longer and nobody wanted to participate but he was like not willing to go to the yeah, next Yeah, he was not going to let go of the answer. Bit. Yeah. Hmm, okay. At one point on that trip, we stop at like a circle of food trucks and he goes, "Hey, none of these food trucks are good except for that one right there. That's the only one that's good." It's that's my one, cousin Vinny. That's the only one that's fast. And before you ask, no, I don't get kickbacks. And then we line up, and they're like, hey, did that guy send you? And we're like, yeah, yeah, he sent us. And they're like, oh, okay. And they write it down. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Clearly getting uh-huh. kickbacks yeah, from obviously. Exactly. Yeah. I would have gotten out of line in that moment just to spite the guy. No kidding. Well, at the, then you have to live with him in the butt. Like, he controls your life at and, this and, point. And that's the issue, because... I'm not sure he would like follow laws because at <laughs> yeah. one point, at one point, like we're stopping at multiple points along this trip to sure. see the different various sites. You know, at one yeah. point we stop and oh look, here's a bunch of sea turtles mm-hmm. and they're cute and all this and stuff. Well, at one point we stopped for the Black Sands, which mm-hmm. is like a you know famous beach in Hawaii. Stop to see the Black Sand Beach. Is it black from like obsidian breaking down into sand? Or I'm pretty like- sure because uh, around the Black Sand Beach are a bunch of like lava tube tube caves and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. But while we're there, he said, "Okay, you guys need to be back in the bus at like 3:45 or sure. whatever time." And so we go, and you know, we on the way back to the bus, we stop to use the bathroom, and we're getting there. And we're like, okay, well, it's like three forty-two, so we still got time. We're we're walking to, we're walking in the parking lot. We're gonna get back there at like three forty-three, something like yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Close, but still within the time limit. Mm-hmm. As we're walking up, I see the bus leaving. Peace. Oh. And like, so I run after it and I'm like screaming and yelling at it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully it has to stop because we're in a national park. It has to like go through the little gate, gate yeah, thing. Sure. And it stops and he like lets us back in. And everybody else in, like, it became like such a nice camaraderie moment where everyone in on the was tour against was him. like, this guy is fucking crazy. <laughs> Let's just make it through this. <laughs> because like multiple people were like, we tried to get him to not leave you. And he just wouldn't wow. not leave you. <laughs> wow. It's a power play. Speed forward. So you left him a bad review, right? I did leave him a bad review. And, you know, on the way up on the way up the road to Hana, uh-huh. we're going you know, the direction we're heading is kinda south by southeast. Sure. But on the way back from the road to Hana, yeah. we're going the opposite direction because it's the same road. You just take it back. And it's what little, direction was that? A little north by northwest. Oh, Josh, <laughs> If I knew anything about this movie, <laughs> I'd give you shit for not coming up with a better. Way I don't in. know shit about it either. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm a New York ad exec. <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I am an author here in Nashville, and I'm Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Are we watching only Alfred Hitchcock? No, wait. Who was the guy in the last movie? You're thinking of Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart. They yeah. all have crazy old last names like that. <laughs> well, it is, awesome it is classics yes. month. We're doing old movies. Yeah, yeah but people names. could have regular names back then. <laughs> Those like were the regular Buzz names. Aldrin. That's not that's super not, regular. Everyone had that. Everyone name. knows a buzz. <laughs> uh, I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville. I I I don't know what these directions are supposed to be about, so I can't make a joke about it. <laughs> I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I don't like the way that Teddy Roosevelt is looking at me. And we're opinionated. And tonight we're watching North by Northwest. North by Northwest came out in 1959 and has a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. 
It was written by Ernest Lehman and directed by Alfred Hitchcock, and it stars Cary Grant, Eva Marie Saint, James Mason, and many others. A New York City advertising executive goes on the run after being mistaken for a government agent by a group of foreign spies and falls for a woman whose loyalties he begins to doubt. Mm-hmm. I love that, again, knowing nothing about this movie, I love that the poster for this movie has, I'm assuming, our main character running away from a plane that's chasing him, and in the background is Mount Rushmore, except that there's a fifth head. Oh. The fifth head is just Alfred Hitchcock's head. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's right. I'm this good. I mean, that, this is Alfred Hitchcock we're talking That does about. feel right to him, from what I know of the, his character. <laughs> what year was this one out? Uh, 59. And what year was the la- the Maltese Falcon out? Uh, like earlier, forty something. Although in like interviews with Alfred Hitchcock, the way that he talks is sort of like this, mm-hmm. and he oh. makes sure to refer to the art of making movies as the cinema. The cinema. Well, he is English, so he's got a bit of that old English like pomp, right? Did he again, work in America? This man is legendary, yeah. so. Do what do you do, you dude. <laughs> uh, Caleb, you picked this one. This is your I pick did. for Classics Month. It, I've seen this poster and I've seen this title before because I'm not like 100 years old, so I don't know <laughs> what all the hot rage was in yeah. movies back then. So I had to go to like the lists, right? right? I'm like, yeah. oh, we are what, millennials and not, in fact, boomers. What were what were good move? What are good classic movies to choose from? Let me let me pull up and see which sounds interesting. And this is one that I saw repeatedly on a number of lists. Right. What what caused you to pick this movie? Well, that. Oh, that, I can <laughs> steal that good from movies. <laughs> so no one here knows anything about it. No. no. Has has anyone here seen other Alfred Hitchcock movies? I've seen oh. Psycho. I've seen The Birds. The I've Birds. Seen, I've seen both of those. I and think. I've seen. Uh, I can't remember if it's Rear Window or Vertigo, where it's him like in the wheelchair looking out of his like window right. and s- trying to put together the murder that happens in his. Like, I apartment can't complex. remember if I've actually seen that or if I just seen everything that's like mimicked it since sure. then i think that psycho is the only one that i've seen we saw that i saw that for the podcast at some point like right in the in the long long ago that was one of my early month of spooks picks back I think when it was I, the first month of back spooks. when i was like <laughs> scary movies are bullshit i'm picking one that only back barely. yeah what do you mean back when that is still you well now i He's feel just heel that now. scary movies have some uh, they have some purpose and validity, okay. even though I don't enjoy them. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I've seen the Family Guy episode that <laughs> mi- that sure. makes fun of this, parodies this. Wait, South this by movie specifically? North yeah. by Northwest? I could probably watch yes. that and not realize it was a parody. That's the only reason I, I, I'm thinking about the episode. I'm like, I think I know what movie this is because of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we've got very little to say about it because no, none of us know jack shit about this movie. Spoiler free. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Other than like, it's very highly rated. So, I'm what was Maltese Falcon rated? Falcon. Falcon. Maltese Falcon was a ninety-nine. So this is this is two points lower than that. We'll see how it's utter trash. Apparently. Before we go, just a quick reminder that if you enjoy our content and want to help support us, make more of it, you can do so by helping us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash opinionated. For as little as a buck a month, you get all sorts of bonus content, 
including early access to all of our episodes. As soon as we're done editing, it goes up on the Patreon. So if you want to listen to that stuff early, check it out. Again, patreon.com slash opinionated. We also have a Discord. Come hang out with us. We've got a lot of people, you know, some folks are doing like fan art. Some people are just asking us questions about like our movie preferences. Some people just like to give us shit. It's just kind of the way it goes. But Mm -hmm. check it out. It's in the description of this episode as well as our Twitter bio. We'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching North by Northwest. I'm an advertising man, not a red herring. I've got a job, a secretary, a mother, two ex-wives, and several bartenders dependent upon me. And I don't intend to disappoint them all by getting myself slightly killed. Cary Grant becomes a secret agent against his will. Propelled at gunpoint onto the highest level of international intrigue and framed for murder. Cary Grant, running for his life, searching for a man who doesn't exist, and a secret nobody knows, and finding a blonde who has all the answers. Hello there. Tell me, why are you so good to me? Shall I climb up and tell you why? At breakneck speed, they race together toward the excitement that lies dead ahead, north by northwest. How do I know you aren't a murderer? You don't. The uh, the recommendations for this, you know, be like people who've seen this have also watched these. Is all like James Bond stuff. Oh, James Bond movies. Yeah, Yeah, the first one I saw is Doctor No. I'm like, that's about how I feel. You ever think that old people rate old stuff higher just because like better sentimentality? Yeah. Well, no, not even just like better things didn't exist yet. (laughs) I I mean that was true because this movie got a 97, and it's it's held a 97. It's a good movie. It is. It is paced for a uh, for someone who has 60. to pull out a magnifying glass to read the newspaper in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's paced for those people back then. Yeah, like when it came out. Like it's th- yeah. Those people always had to have a magnifying glass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like thirty life. years old. Mm-hmm. Be like, mm, what's yeah. this say? Newspaper print was smaller back then. They had I mean, to print more. They had to. They had to print more words on the on there to yeah. you know, really save for it. I don't think so. I think if we, I, I think like, we could read every newspaper at distance in this. <laughs> movie. I like every scene to have a lot of breathing room to really let me think about what's not going on. <laughs> there, there are some scenes where I think it works really well. Yeah. There's a scene partway through the movie where. Um, our main character, whose real name I forget, because Thornhill. Keeps, yeah. Yeah, Thornhill. Roger. He keeps going by. He keeps going by the fake name, which mm-hmm. is yeah, George Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah, yeah. George Kaplan. Uh, and so I forget that his real name is actually Thornhill. But our main character, Thornhill, he, his he at one point, who he he has received a quote unquote message from the person that he thinks is Kaplan, this mysterious figure that no one's ever seen in person, but. The villains of the movie are convinced that he's Kaplan, and so they have it out for him, yeah. given that Kaplan's like a CIA agent or whatever. Right, in theory. And so at one point, they've got they the the fake Kaplan has given him instructions to meet them out in like an empty field in the middle of nowhere, dusty trail. Like mm. a car comes by once every ten minutes, kind yeah. of place. Uh, and he goes there, and this is the one scene where I think the like the breathing room and the time between things happening mm-hmm. is effective. Yes. It creates a lot of tension. It creates a lot of tension. It shows just how isolated he is. And when eventually uh, it turns out, oh, it was all set up. The real, you know, the, no Kaplan is coming to meet him. It's just another attempt to kill him. Uh, here comes a plane that's trying to run him over. 
uh, at that a point. Plane that's trying to the run weirdest, him over. Uh, like if they did hit him, it would ruin the like they would die. Yeah, yeah. It's the weirdest. Wi- uh, like, like maybe they're trying a, to make him dive down on the ground so that the gunner will have a better him, shot what, at him. I guess. So so it's a crop. It's a biplane crop duster plane mm-hmm. that yeah. keeps doing low flow low fly passes to try and run him over. Slash, there's a pa- guy in the backseat of the plane trying to shoot him. But yeah. I can only shoot him like twice every pass. Two bullets because yeah. they yeah. The gun overheats really fast. This road is empty enough and straight and flat enough. They could just land the plane, and shoot, shoot him, <laughs> and then take off. It should have never been yes. a plane. It should just be a dude walk up or the, the knife thrower, just knife throw and be like, all right, we're gone. Yeah, that knife thrower guy can hit anything. I mean, they, crop, him in the plane. they crop dusted enough, like, poison on top of the guy that he should be dead. Like, Oh, well, he's infertile yeah. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No babies coming out of him. Not one. But, but Not that, babies you want to have, anyway. But the... the it, the breathing room in that scene, the space between anything happening, it does it does build the tension. Yeah. And also, when the plane starts trying to run him down, mm-hmm. it does a good job of... You already feel like there's nothing and nowhere and nobody for him to turn to for help. Yeah. Just because of the way the scene is shot. Mm-hmm. It feels empty. And so, when he's being shot at, you're like, there's... Like, what's he going to do? There's nothing he can do here. Yeah. It and, is inevitable. And it's it's very effective. There are some other scenes where, like, it just goes on. <laughs> it just goes on and on and and like they're like. Why did they introduce the his mother? <laughs> I I, I want to get onto that, but I want to finish Josh's point first because there's one in, scene in particular that that felt that way to me. There is a scene where the the two characters they they go off together. And she's on the train. You know, she lures him back to his her, her you, train car. You, you got to use names because nobody there could knows be the two of any characters. The main girl of the of the movie, the o- really the only girl that's not the mom Ava. in the movie. Yeah, uh, she, Ava is uh, trying to convince him to come back to her room with him. Eventually, does, and they're in there, and it kind of like cuts to okay, they've clear they're clearly going to bang on this, Boink. or at least fifties bang, yeah, uh, make out, yeah, maybe uh, they're they're going to awkwardly press their heads. Against against each other while Cary Grant just kind of holds, holds his, his hands. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I was going to, like, pretend to choke you as, like, a murderer gag, but now I feel awkward about it, so I'm just going to leave my hands up here. Weird. So that happens, and then we cut to back to them doing yeah. the same yeah. thing again, and we basically play out the exact same scene it's with the exact two, same right. information. Yeah, except they're still clothed. Yeah, they're still clothed. That's She's in different clothes, I think. I think she got into, like, something more comfortable. Maybe I don't know, but there's no reason to show us again. Hey, they're gonna bang on this train. We already got that information. Yeah, but their don't chemistry was just so good for this scene. We it, had to keep again. It was not like she was fun. That's what I makes thought me... that she was into him. I, I which I think I was. Yeah. I mean, I was supposed to because she was a secret agent. The thing, the biggest issue I have with this entire movie is I don't think it ever decides what kind of character it wants uh, Thornhill to be. Cary Grant. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, at the beginning of the movie. He kind of just feels like a doofus that's bumbling into this. It feels like this. the first sixty well, percent of this movie is a comedy. Yeah, and, and then it, they just shift to like suspense. Exactly, yeah. and he, it, there's no there's no point at which I start to believe. Oh yeah, this guy who is an idiot bringing his mom on these police proceedings oh, is someone that is now like actually wooing this secret agent girl well, and. and- going yeah. to fight these these gangsters i guess and, and i kind of agree i kind of agree. he's like a young mr magoo sort not, of yeah not entirely though and, and and i'm gonna start us walking through the plot because sure. again not nobody no in our audience has yeah. seen this movie yeah. so we Houston, should my guess houston's has seen or watched a youtube trailer for every movie so <laughs> it doesn't count we're glad you're blind houston um <laughs> 
the movie starts and we meet Thornhill, mm-hmm. Cary Grant. Yeah. Uh, and he's a big shot ad executive. The mm-hmm. movie opens with him and his secretary walking down the exit of their building. Right. And it's, he's just nonstop giving her notes about, hey, here's what I want you to say in this letter to this person. Here's, mm-hmm. a, here's a separate letter for this person that I'm dictating. Oh, I need you to call these people and say these things. Like, he's very... Right. He's, he is running his business on the go as they're he's moving across New York yeah, so that he can go on to on his way to a restaurant to he's have a, a business meet, meeting. Over meet and he loves business. his mother. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the people he wants his secretary to phone is his mother. Right. Um, and, and you kind of get, at least I got this vibe repeatedly through the movie where he went back and forth between being a very competent individual right. and a kind of incompetent well, individual. Well, he's competent he's, in his element. Yeah. He's he's quick and smart, I think, in, in his situations, but he is extremely naive and not someone who is you know, prone to, to dangerous situations. It's not like by the end where he's straight up a James Bond. Yeah. James Bond for for no fucking reason. That's what I'm saying. He just goes back and forth. I wouldn't even say he was that competent by the end. I think he just got by. Like he wasn't like our last protagonist from the Maltese Falcon to where he just like, he was ready for fucking anything. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart would have beat the shit out of everyone in this movie. (laughs) Correct. Well, laughing. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Uh, while while Cary Grant is on the way to his business meeting uh, at the very beginning, mm. um, he sits down for drinks, apologizes for being late, and says he's got to get up to make a phone call because he gave his secretary the wrong instructions to call his mother. Right. And as he's standing up, we'll bring it up more, but his mother plays a weird role in this movie mm. in that... He's she just gives way a shit too much all the time. Of, like he's too much of a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't seem to give a shit about him. No. And then <laughs> also she, she's probably about four years younger than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actor to actress wise, yes. And then also is just like only in the first twenty minutes of the movie. Right? Yeah, it's bizarre. She set up like a character who's definitely gonna circle back around and, and then never, we're never seen. Yeah, it's like he was bringing her by the arm everywhere and then she's just gone maybe he doesn't a, mention her you know maybe maybe this is a coming of age story for carrie grant <laughs> at like 60 yes as he's running away from his mother never to see her again it's never too late to come of age Correct. <laughs> i guess uh as he's going to phone his mother uh two men that he doesn't know mm-hmm. hold him at gunpoint and say come on you're getting in the car right and he acts like he like he is not the suave james bond he's like yeah. ah you got the come on you guys are joking right oh to like Come on, man. Don't, don't <laughs> yeah. hold me at gunpoint. Basically. Can I at least go tell my friends that I'm not being a jerk, please? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate how ergonomic guns were back then. Like, oh, the, everyone yeah, just had the size. smallest legal guns. <laughs> I'm like, that's just as big as yeah, you need to fucking kill someone. PP7. Bullets will still kill people, yeah. even fire from tiny weaponry. It's very true. Yes. You just have to be a little more precise with the placement of said bullets. Correct. He's taken into the car and eventually driven to... Uh, this big mansion where he's brought in to meet, I forget what, what Townsend. There you go, Townsend. It's our, it's the main villain, and yeah. the, and at this, he point, also has multiple names. I think. Yes, he was pretending he is, to be that dude and yeah, borrowing that. He's house. pretending to be like Governor Townsend or whatever. Right. We'll just call UN him Townsend. Representative Townsend. Right. We'll call him that for the rest of the movie. Well, no, the bad, no, he's Van Dam. The bad guy's oh, name Van is Dan, actually right. Van Dam. Yeah. Uh, and so Van Dam posing as someone else. Has him there, and he's like, I know it's you, Kaplan. I know it's you. You're the spy. You've been telling us, and you know all about our proceedings. Don't tell try us to everything deny it. you know, or we're going to kill you right now. And right. Cary Grant's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's I'm just not like, Kaplan. <laughs> please, please let me go. You guys got the wrong guy. And it's not even that 
pitiful. It's like he thinks he's in a business meeting where he just like they, he walked into the wrong room and can't convince he them that it's not trying, the right yeah, guy. He right. keeps he, trying to appeal to their good senses. Yeah. Right? Where he's like, come on, guys, you got the wrong guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's it's as though he has never understood what a dangerous human being is. Like, doesn't have a concept yeah. that they would actually Despite hurt Despite the fact he's an executive in like New York. Yeah, exactly. Every, every no time, concept of criming. Every time it's sip now, he's been able to talk his way out of it. That's just being business crime, guys. Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> business murder crime, crime is different from murder crime. Right. I mean, in the eyes of the law, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they don't believe him that he's not Kaplan. They're like, oh, Kaplan, that's just what the real Kaplan would say. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you're putting on quite a performance. Well, I, I mean... It's it's one of the classics like you're a spy. No, I'm not. That's what a spy was like. Yeah, exactly. Then what the fuck would a spy say? <laughs> right. What yeah. a not spy say? So, They'd admit to it. <laughs> so they decide that they're going to wind up disposing of him by getting him absolutely schlamboozled. Yes. Like why did they give him a glass? They, I don't know. They should have just stuck the bottle I, yeah. in his mouth. I, I think, think it was the, it, it's it's like the like you saw in like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. when. Uh, old lady of Sir. Rose Town or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, when Jamie, Lady Tyrell. Yeah, Lady Tyrell. When Jamie is like talking to her and she knows she's going to die, but him being an honorable person gives her the opportunity to drink the poison herself. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was one of those like, all right, Kaplan here, go ahead and start getting drunk yourself. Cause I, they don't want to have to rough him up. I no, no, no. I mean, why did they pour it into a glass instead of just pour the bottle directly into his mouth? I think um, because if they pour it into the glass, we as the audience know, oh, he drank that all of that as opposed to if they just hand him the bottle... He could get any level of slap. Right. Of I don't want them to hand him the bottle. I know, but it's it's. I think the reason is to say is to imply he drank that much, rather than if you just show us get like with the bottle, then we don't know the, how. The much. context I, I for guess. someone drinking from a bottle is they take a swig and then put the bottle down. Yeah. The context for someone handing a pint glass filled to the brim with bourbon mm-hmm. is there's no context. That person's getting fucked up. Yeah. Exactly. The and this is the bad guy's plan is that they're gonna get him <laughs> hammered on a on a quart of bourbon and then stick him in a car, make it pretend like make it look like he was drunk driving and he died. Right. Yeah. But I don't get it because this isn't their house and yeah. nobody knows that they're here. Yeah. So they could just shoot him in cold blood yeah. and no right. one would know. Now and it's maybe, also not his car. Now maybe they're trying to like send some sort of message to the spy agency that they think he's from. That's the only thing that I could think. But honestly, I think what it is is they just thought this was a cool way to kill someone. And they're like, yeah, we'll just do this on screen. It's it's the equivalent of like a really crazy death that you would show on screen today. But they couldn't do like super violent stuff. And they Word. couldn't do like, you know. <laughs> they're making him walk the plank instead of just shooting him. right? Exactly. Then. Yeah. It's just more interesting for the movie. And I think that's but really the, the, the long and short of it. Little did they know that Cary Grant is the most experienced drunk driver to have ever lived. <laughs> well, he's he has a, two ex-wives. He's got two ex-wives, and he's a uh, he's an a, he's a um, advertising. Oh, and exec. he's a hard drinker. Yeah, I, was, exactly. I mean they're from the fucking like what was it forties? Yeah, like they were drinking like eleven a.m. already. <laughs> yeah, and he worked in advertising. Yeah. I've seen Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I know how much they drank. Exactly. What if what if he was just like all right? Well, I just drove home perfectly <laughs> right. I fine. Feel fine. He almost did. <laughs> yeah. He, I, I really like the way yes. that they portrayed the drunk driving. Where they overlaid a curved road with a straight road, so you think he thinks he's driving on a curved road, and that's why he starts to turn. Mm. Well, and then it's also because if you've ever been drunk, there's if you've ever been like really drunk, there are some times where you're just like, 
jump forward in time, yeah. right? Where your brain is not like paying attention to the things that are happening. And so when you start paying attention again, it's like, whoa, where, where was right. I, right? Yeah, exactly. It's and, like you come out of a sleep almost. And the way that the movie portrays that is exactly like you said, Brian. They've got two different shots that are kind of translucent overlaid on top of each other mm-hmm. and kind of shifting back and forth a little bit like his his vision's getting a little blurry yeah. and isn't he isn't looking straight and he's he is driving on a curve and then the one that's the straight lane like yeah. comes into view and isn't transparent anymore and he's mm-hmm. like oh shit and now he's got to like steer around it visually i agree with you it's it is really an clever. excellent and clever way of showing that Cary Grant's acting of drunkness is cartoonish at best. His his acting of drunk driving is cartoonish. Yes. I liked him being drunk in the in the uh, police station. He did fine. Just like think, yeah. waving back and forth a little bit, and he cocks an eyebrow. Who is that guy? It. I say he looked like from th- the two and a half. Oh, Idris, Charlie Idris Elba. Char- uh, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah. 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 Ingenious <laughs> elbow. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he gets he gets pulled over by the cops. Yes. Um, and. He's just happy that he survived. Yes. But the the one person he calls with his phone call in the police station is his, his mother. He calls his, his mom. Mm-hmm. And his but he does tell comes. his mom to like get his lawyer as well. So it's like a double phone call. And his, his mother is the absolute worst. She is. She's awful. <laughs> she, well, I, it, she's awful in a like it seems like he's been up to drunken shenanigans before, and she's just she is up just I did she not get that impression. She doesn't believe shit. him at all. If, if that's like, the case, I think she drove him to drink. Yeah, she, maybe. she she's is, cold. She's she is, very cold and unfeeling. She literally at one point is like, maybe I should just let these people kill you. Like she no, she I, says I, it I, in I, a I, tone. At one point, she's like, oh, the Kaplan is here in the hotel. Well, let's go on up. I want to meet the people that tried to kill my boy. Yeah, exactly. And, and she says it the way that it's like, you know, let's, let's just go say hi. You know, it seems like a pleasant group of people. Right. I'm sure you're full you. of shit. They yeah. wind up in the an el- the elevator with these with the would-be murderers. Yeah. Right. And he like subtly like gives her the like, wink like nod right type of thing. And I jokingly said, man, what if she, I thought she was just going to be like, are you trying to kill my boy? And, and then, then practically there's word a, for word. That's exactly oh, what she Are you the man that are going to you kill fell, my boy? You fell for the classic Hitchcock breathing room. <laughs> <laughs> After about yeah. 20 seconds of just silence in the elevator. The moms are just like, "Hey, are you guys? Are you the guys trying to kill my boy?" And then they just laugh. and then they start laughing. And then the people in the back start. And then the mom starts laughing. It's just like the worst thing ever. At which point, I thought we were in a very different movie than where yeah. we were going. Fucking yeah! I thought he was either going insane. Yes. Or everyone in his life had conspired to make him think he was going insane. B- because there, because there are different pieces of. At, like at one point he takes the cops and his mom I don't know why he brings his mom along but he yeah. takes the cops and the detectives back cuz she to, clearly doesn't fucking believe him back yeah. to well yeah but I don't care if my mom believes me or not I'm not taking her back to like show the cops where my, everything went down where my attempted murder happened yeah if I know that my mother is this feels this way about like not having any patience for my shit I'm not going to bring her along with the inspectors who are going to decide whether or not I should go Correct. to jail right exactly she's not going to be in your corner lying for you right. like but, a good mom but at the beginning there definitely is this element of oh is he just imagining this and going is crazy is he actually yeah. chaplain or because, Kaplan yeah because he takes them back to the house where all of this happened and they're you know the people there are pretending like they recognize him from a party mm-hmm. and he goes back to the room where they held him down and force fed him booze 
right. right. The and, booze isn't there anymore. And the liquor cabinet is just filled with books. Yeah, mm. for some reason, they've got one cabinet that's different from all the bookcases in there, and it's also <laughs> filled with books for no reason. These are yeah. the special books. Yeah. Uh, it's, they're all fucking encyclopedias. <laughs> they probably are. But yeah. No, and the, so there's an element of you're not sure what's going to happen, and I, or, or if he's telling the truth, or if he's crazy, or what's mm-hmm. going on, and it's suspenseful, and then they just kind of kill it, because... Uh, he goes to the UN to confront Kaplan or uh, no. Townsend. Yeah. Townsend, right? The person because at this point he still thinks Van Damme's real name is Townsend because right. that's the house that they were pretending everything in. Yeah. So he goes to the UN to confront Townsend, and he realizes, oh, this is the actual Townsend. <laughs> yeah. I've been I've been hoodwinked. And while he's having this conversation, from across the room, a guy throws a knife into this senator, instantly, instantly kills him. And he hit his crit spot. I guess right. he's a rogue. Back, it was a backstab. Nobody notices this guy throwing the knife. They all oh see him gosh. like drape like, himself on any movie where someone is being like uh held up for a crime that they didn't commit they do the stupidest shit and they're like let me hold this knife and look like like lowers him gently (laughs) to the floor and then yanks the knife out of him and then poses in the manner of a man who just stabbed (laughs) the dude on the floor he poses like the guy like norman bates from psych like (laughs) you like that exactly um and he basically just wrote the if i did it book right right? (laughs) i would have held the knife like this exactly they there's even a photographer sitting there (laughs) almost as though he was waiting to snap this picture like mm-hmm. the guy who was through the knife tipped him off or something that's not a plot point it just feels like it should be and steps a picture of him you later see the picture and he's like sneering at the camera While which like he <laughs> menacingly holding the knife yeah. exactly in a very so, violent pose uh-huh so like it's it's just it is improbable <laughs> so your mind has to be going to this is just insanity. But then we cut to different people we've never seen before in this entire movie, and they explain that there is not actually a, what is it, George... George, George Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah. That doesn't exist. It's a name it's for CIA's a secret agent. Yeah. Fake secret agent that's there to take the heat off their right. real secret and agents. And like this person, they're, they're having dry cleaning happening at this person's hotel residence mm-hmm. in order to create the impression that they're actually someone who lives there and exists. And they put fake dandruff there yes. but they never make it look like someone has slept in the fucking bed right yeah it, and there's like toothpaste on the counter and there's two doorknobs one doorknob in the middle of the door and i don't fucking get it <laughs> not important to the movie at it, all it's it's important to like to brian it's important to re- brian. why would there be two what does it accomplish maybe that's the like you twist it one way to lock and one way to unlock I don't think doors have ever just. I. I maybe, you twi- maybe you twist it and it opens the little peephole for you. Maybe they, it's just a decorative knob. That's what I was thinking. There's at first. no reason. I for thought it was there, like that's so that they can like they have somewhere nice to hang the do not disturb thing, like perfectly. <laughs> but it's on the inside. But it's a whole fucking no. It's on both sides, like a like a fucking doorknob, <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so we actually uh, remade this movie just to drive Brian insane slowly. <laughs> well, right. the only thing I could think it was was that that is the regular like the regular doorknob is for people when they get their room key mm-hmm. and the middle doorknob has like the skeleton key for people that mm. work there i mm. i would like to think that it works on the honor system of like the door is not actually locked if you just use the middle one it's just everyone <laughs> has agreed to not use that middle one. we know not to touch that middle door <laughs> that's knob. right so anyway the kaplan doesn't actually exist but mm-hmm. is there as a cover for the agent who actually does exist, who at this time is not named. Right, exactly. Well, and, and, so, and it turns out that our, our main character, 
what's his name? Thorn. Cary Grant. Cary Grant. Yeah, that's Cary what I was Grant. looking for. So Cary Grant happens to have fallen into being perceived as this person. And right. I don't know why, because Van Damme and Henchman clearly think that he's... Kaplan, yeah, I don't. I don't they remember are positive, why. but well, there's no reason for like their reasoning is we just know it's you. You were at this hotel and then this hotel and right. then this hotel. And he, he's like, no, and that I never made happened, any sense to me. He happened to fit the description and location of where they thought this guy would be. Except so they that he was grabbed like a him, foot taller. Yeah, right? well, that, that, just saying, like, fit the description. Like maybe they had like dark hair, roughly. Handsome, this I would white. imagine there's a yeah. lot of people in New York City that might meet that description. I'm just saying, maybe white it was this Van Damme meets that description. Yeah. Either way, I'm just saying they 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 think they got the right guy then, and then he keeps confirming it. He like, keeps. Denying he, it. No, when he's in the hotel room, showing okay. up and being okay. the dude. Yeah, because, well, that's true. Because Cary Grant is on the hunt to find out who this Van Dam guy, or not Van Dam, who this Kaplan guy is, yeah. and why he's taking the fall for him. Mm-hmm. He coincidentally happens to continue being in the spots where Kaplan would be. And, exactly. Okay. And we just talked about the whole knife thing. So everybody right. feels yeah. positive that that's who he is. Exactly. And so he he is on the run now and escapes onto a train barely. And is is hiding on this train. You're skipping the part where he just... He tricks everybody, makes himself completely invisible <laughs> by putting on a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, uh, it was. It's like the middle door thing. Everyone agrees that like you don't just use the middle door. If you put on sunglasses, everyone has just agreed they can't. Well, see no, because the the ticket guy is like, there's something wrong with your eyes. He's like, yeah, I have a problem with my eyes to where they don't like being questioned <laughs> that he, was just, a good he line. just goes full clark kent uh-huh puts the glasses on nobody knows That's except right. that dude who immediately recognizes him <laughs> right yeah anyway so he gets on this train and is like hopping around the train trying to make sure that he doesn't get caught by the well, train the, the people. tickets please guys exactly around. he's yeah. gotta he's gotta avoid and well and also his picture of him murdering the on every UN newspaper. ambassador is That's on right. every newspaper, and there's a lot of newspapers on this train. And right, then, this is before smartphones existed. Everybody's looking at the newspaper, and it's it's during one of the moments where he's about to be caught by the folks asking for tickets mm-hmm. slash the police, the cops. Yeah, that he runs into the blonde bombshell, right? Eve, Ava. yeah, Eva. Eve, Eve or Ava. It's Eve. I think it's Eve. Okay, yeah, Eve, Eve came doll, Eva. <laughs> and she just makes up a lie for him. Yeah. Like, like he he hides, says he's down that way. Yeah, he he hides around a corner and she t- she tells the coppers, "Oh, he went this other direction." Yeah, exactly, right? basically. And then later on, and, and you know they they have a little bit of flirty conversation. No, no, a bit of it's flirty. It's a bit of flirty conversation. He sits down at her table because no, she that's later. For, that's later. Oh, oh, you're you're not talking. Okay, I thought you were talking. And then and then he's like, yeah. "Oh, thanks, doll," and he goes on his way. Right. And later on, he stops to have some food in the dining car, mm-hmm. and she, lo and behold, he gets sat at her table. Right, and. She, this is the point where I'm at maximum. Okay, he's insane. This can't actually be happening because yeah. this, this is some Blade Runner shit. Well, and she's ex- like, a except figment. for the fact that we've already seen the CIA just like whatever the opposite of like yeah, a rug I, pull is, where they just like slide a rug under our feet. Yeah. Right. right. Oh, <laughs> suspense and disbelief. <laughs> Let's actually, get rid this of that right happening. now. It. I, it's like I, the table pull gag, <laughs> except they like somehow, somehow back. like put a tablecloth under all <laughs> the right. settings. Yeah, I I would have liked it better if they hadn't had that scene in there to explain all of that. But I also kind of thought still at the time like maybe he's still just crazy, and that's just the thing that they're yeah. showing us to like. Ma- that's something he's creating his mind. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, he sits down this, with Eve at the table. This absurdly g- gorgeous woman is just trying as hard right. as she can to jump his bones. There's just like saliva pouring out of to, her mouth because of how be thirsty fair, she is. It's not just her. 
No, yeah, of course he's super into it because he's a fucking idiot. But she is laying it on as thick as humanly possible. Mm, the trout is quite trouty today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah? Why don't Take you, a fish in my pond. Why don't you come what? back to my room and I'll fuck the shit out of you? <laughs> Proverbially. What are you gigging at? <laughs> it's, it's basically at that level. And the, Are and you then, coming on to me, Dame? Lo and behold, they do go back and bang. and then. No, 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 no. Yes, impl- implied okay, bang. Okay. But I want to talk about the actual like romantic scene that we get. <laughs> oh, because no. they go, th- there, there's a lot of like Back verbal foreplay that's yes. going yeah. on between the two of them. They're clear, they're flirting hard. Yes. And then eventually they make their way back to her room, mm-hmm. and there's a moment where he's hiding in the overhead bin because right. the, the police... overhead bed. There is a, a second bed there. I think it's very important to this dialogue in the scene that we'll get to in a moment. Yeah. yeah the, the cop. They've made an unplanned stop, and the cops are on board looking for him. Yes. He hides in the overhead bed compartment in yes. her room, mm-hmm. and the cops show up, and she's like, oh, Thornbury? I've never heard of him. And it does <laughs> yeah. a real good job, and yeah. they go on their way, and she's like, it's safe. We, You can come down. We can fuck now. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> And so he he gets out of the compartment. They close it back up again. And like the basis of their flirting is like, oh, there's only one bed. What, You'll have what, to what sleep am I in do? the floor. I guess I'll have yeah. to sleep somewhere. And it's like, except he clearly just got out of a second they're, bed. Yeah, right. they're literally they tongue down care. each other's throat. Like, no, no, they are not tongue down each other's. That is throat. next scene. They are okay. lips pursed, mashing <laughs> their faces against each other in a like we have to get this past the movie board. While Cary and Grant has his hands behind her like Ricky Bobby in an interview, he looks like he's he's holding his arms as if both were set in full length casts. <laughs> well, he was. Uh, it seemed like it was saying. She was setting him up to do like a murderer thing because she was like, well, you're a dangerous man. You're a wanted murderer. So he brings his hands up to her throat. I'm like, oh, okay, he's going to like pretend like, what if I choke you now? But right. then he brings his hands up and then just forgets. Exactly. And his hands are just what it, what wet it looks like there. to me is that he is afraid of pulling her wig off. And so he <laughs> yeah. just doesn't know how to touch her scalp without fucking it up. My, the thing it reminds me of is, you know how like sometimes male celebrities will like take a picture with, and they'll have to do like the hover, the hover? hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, like that. No allegations coming my way. <laughs> exactly. You can rub your hands all over as long as they're limp. <laughs> exactly. No erect hands. <laughs> My hands are quite trouty today. <laughs> My hands are a full six inches behind your head in an odd fashion. It could not in any way be construed that I was trying to touch you i'm they look like they're trying to hold a beach ball in each hand (laughs) yes yeah it is and so that's the romantic scene Mm -hmm. and then you know we get the like the train goes into a tunnel or something we get the imply the the 50s imply like oh they're doing it now yeah it cuts to black as they're making out like you you get it we tune back in and they make out some more exactly yeah they like have a and there is a purpose to the scene in theory of like a a guy comes in and is like hey like i'm gonna turn down the the bed and she's like oh don't go into the room that he's in and hands this guy a note and she, right. it takes it to her handlers who are actually the bad guys of the movie and, and this is where we find out she is working for van damme exactly oh. the note says what do i do with him in the morning because she clearly knows what to do <laughs> yeah. with him for the night exactly yeah uh and and so, and he while he's in the bathroom he finds a tiny vagina razor and he's <laughs> like huh, tiny vagina razor right. <laughs> okay Which, it looks like a safety razor Except for it is maybe one fifth the size. Yeah, it's yes. like a it safety for razor ants. for ants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the perfect tool you would use if you just want to shave your unibrow. <laughs> yes, it is though, because it's like it's kind of 
that exact width. Uh huh. Right? That's, That's why like, it's that width. So it you is could the get width like, of the bridge of a nose. It was really funny later. So later he is in a scene where he is like they, gone to the bathroom. The, they made and, their way off the train, and he's hiding he's, from he's them like, by like lathering yeah. his entire face in. Yeah, that is in his soap. disguise at the moment. Is exactly. just cover himself in shaving soap. As Which, long as a third of his face is covered, no one can figure out who the fuck he is. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I do love that moment where like the other guy's shaving next to him with like he, a standard straight razor. Yeah, exactly. And he holds up his tiny little baby razor, and the guy. I just looks at him like the fuck's wrong with you and goes back to doing what <laughs> you're he's not doing. from around chicago are you son <laughs> yeah it's really funny but anyway this and this is where he has talked with eve and he's convinced that eve is helping him out she is sympathetic yeah. to his plight right uh, my, my problem with this point is that we have not gotten the impression what eve's plans were and she yeah, apparently nothing that she had nothing else going on except for just She's now going to be going along with this guy in order to help him with his situation. Well, she was we... also only down for a one-night stand. She doesn't like all these, like, hard feels that he's putting on her the morning after. She's like, I really got to go get my bags. I'll help you, but let's not stop touching me. Yeah, well, she... and, when, and when we find out that she's working for Van Damme, uh, we get... At least I was under the assumption of, okay, whatever she's doing to help him from now on mm -hmm. is under suspect, right? Yes. Because they get to a point where she convinces him, like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go after this Kaplan guy. And she's like, no, your face is on every billboard. You need to hide out here, and then I'll call him and tell, tell you what to do. Right. And so I'm like, okay, she's clearly setting him up. Right. We yes. know she's working for Van Damme. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is where she gives him the instructions that, like, like oh, Get on hey, this bus. Yeah, Kaplan wants to go meet you out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so... He's like, oh, thanks for all the help, doll. And he heads out there, and this is where we get the scene with the plane. Yeah, exactly. Which, you should talk about how the scene with the plane ends. Like, how does he eventually escape from the plane? <laughs> he... So a truck with he like tries two to flag down tanker. two cars and they're just like fuck you right. yeah. we so got he, places to be so he just stands in front I'm of going a 40 tanker miles truck. an hour pedal yeah. to the metal that's right he stands in front of a tanker truck and forces it to stop essentially right. but this is meanwhile earlier in the movie there was like a three car pileup because the brakes in these old 6,000 pound sedans <laughs> yeah. were just absolute shit. And so well, he decides good, he's going but to. But they were just in a police chase. He decides he's going to stand in front of like a gasoline tanker that's got two separate compartments that, by that same logic, is going to take 200 yards to come to a stop <laughs> like a fucking train. Exactly. Well, it does knock him over and he ends up underneath the thing. Exactly, yeah. And the low flying plane that has repeatedly tried to hit either him. hit him with, with the propeller. With their landing wheels. Yeah, or the, just the propeller, sure. I guess. Um, it does not see this tanker truck for some reason and just flies <laughs> right into the back end of it and explodes. This is a place as flat as Kansas, except for there's not even grass. It's just dirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Somehow this fucking tanker truck sneaks up on this plane. I think he yeah. just didn't think the tanker truck would stop like the other two cars that didn't stop. Right. I think the tanking truck like came from the direction of the sun and so like, <laughs> the plane couldn't see it until the last minute i think alfred hitchcock thought you know about i would really love to see is a plane I would fly into a gasoline truck. truck yeah Wait, exactly why, why was this movie named directions i don't know i don't know uh north one, northwest. Northwest. one of the planes he got on was heading north northwest i guess that's, that's the stupid. only thing I that's could a find. dumbass reason to yeah. name something something it doesn't make any damn sense i think because you from chicago to mount rushmore is north by now northwest yeah which is which is a silly like can you imagine indiana jones and the east by then south and then east some more and then <laughs> yeah. back to the west and then exactly. east again and bum, north bum, 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 bum. <laughs> uh, <sighs> 
Cary Grant steals a car from one of the people that have stopped to look at this gas tanker explosion. Right. Yeah. He winds up at the hotel that this Kaplan character is hypothetically at. Right, exactly. And who does he find there? Lo and behold, it's Eve. His mother. <laughs> <laughs> that would have made almost more sense. Fucking something. Yeah, she really needed to come back into this movie after all the time we spent setting up her character. Anyway, finds Eve, and he is immediately like trying to sort of figure out what she's doing but also but just also, laying down the like i totally know you tried to kill me you're a piece of shit vibes yeah. but, but also, also i'd kind of like, like to get laid again yeah i'm still horny <laughs> yeah exactly you have no I, reason to not fuck me if you didn't betray me right <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah only exactly. people who betrayed me wouldn't want to fuck right now <laughs> isn't that right eve right yeah uh I'll wash your suit <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a joke. That's what she does in the, in the scene. Well, she gets the hotel to do it. Y- yes. And Which then, apparently it just takes 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, like sponging. I didn't know that's how you had to clean suits like that. You sponge and press Why it. do you need to have somebody else do it at that point? Just like grab a wet rag from the bathroom know. and just, get, just sponge it down yourself. Save yeah, money. You, you need someone to press sponge it. your own suits. And a guy who's still got his mom coming with him to police proceedings does not know how to sponge his own because suits. Because she would never let him live it down, apparently. Like, the way I get from her, it's like, if she was not there when his name is cleared, she's going to call him a fucking murderer, <laughs> murderer for, the for the rest, rest of, of his life. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be that passive-aggressive thing, like, <laughs> oh, I guess murderers don't have to pass the salt. <laughs> That's right. Oh, are you going to come to things? giving or are you too busy murdering Murdering more senators (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he he does he does kind of a a clever thing and this is where it starts to feel a little bit more spyish yeah and also where it's like okay he's he's swinging more towards the competent side for a while yeah um because she she's like no no no, go, go wash up you know we're done and so she leaves and he's faked taking a shower comes out and does the old like get an imprint off of a piece of paper by like rubbing the side of a pencil on it to right. find out, Oh, here's the address that she's going to. Right. So yeah. he follows her there and it's an art auction mm-hmm. for a bunch of sculptures and furniture and whatever else. And lo and behold, Van Damme is there too. The whole, cr- the whole bad guy crew. I'm just, every time you say Van Damme, imagining Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude yeah. <laughs> just punching people in the nuts every single scene <laughs> while doing the splits. That's yes. right. Uh, and he's, it's weird the extent that he's mad at Eve. Yeah, I was thinking, like, these other dudes have been trying to murder him, but he's downright pleasant with them, but he is just, like... They tried to murder me, but they didn't fuck me first. Spitting hot fire. (laughs) You know how that messes with a man's heart? And then it was like, about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You were very drunk. (laughs) Wait. Wait. (laughs) So, uh, he actually does something really clever in this scene, I feel like. Yes. Because he shows up being stupid and naive, thinking that he can just confront... He can confront Van Damme and be mad at Eve. Right. And then I guess just like get his like right. tell gonna, them off and head home. They're going to apologize. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You and guys then, are being real dicks. And then they're like, yep, but we're going to keep being dicks. We're going to murder you. And yeah. he's like, oh, okay. Mm, I guess I can't nice be an idiot make it easy anymore. For I'm going to walk out right. and find my way out. He, and the way he does it is really clever. He he tries to wa- just walk out, obviously, but there's got they've got people at every exit, essentially. Yes. And so he sits down and just starts fucking with the auction guy, <laughs> like <laughs> which is great. Because okay, I'll be the auctioneer and you be sure uh, you Carrie be Carrie Grant. Grant. Uh, okay, we're selling this Caleb's water bottle here. Uh, it's going for one hundred dollars. Do I have one hundred? Fifty. Twenty dollars. What? <laughs> oh, it's it's a hundred dollars, sir. No, 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 I'm going to pay. Fi- you know what? 
Tin. It's not worth more than that. Something that fake. <laughs> Except, and then he, and then he'd suddenly go the other after after making uh, yeah, it very exactly. clear he's not a serious. Three thousand dollars for the for the and, water bottle. In any other auction movie I've seen, I've always assumed that. You just if you make it, yeah. a big number like that, you win. But so then I just, didn't get this scene. But then every time he's like, no, that we were down at this number, you need to go up by increments. He's like, no, I'm just going to go even higher. 2,500. Yeah. 3,000. He's one-upping himself. At the so exactly. I, I used to work in an auction company, and it is a lot more important to get the highest bid from someone that will pay than yep. just the highest bid in general. Fair. That makes sense. So, yeah. He's already he is already established to everyone in the room that he's, he's a not troll. serious. He's, he's a, a troll. Player. He's not there to be serious. He's intentionally right. fucking things up for everybody. Which and I never so, want to go do. <laughs> and so even though he's bidding like uh, like thousands of dollars higher than the early right. earlier bid, yeah. they know he's not being real about it. And you know, this kind of seems like something Banksy would do at an auction for Banksy's own art yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah especially the part where he says like no that thing's a piece of shit it's not worth anything you sure right. it's not a fake <laughs> presses the button and it starts getting shredded that's yeah. right yeah that's yeah. a fucking banana tape to the wall you guys are assholes <laughs> did you not get that i was making fun of you <laughs> anyway uh but the reason he's doing this is because he wants them to get so pissed that they call the police to escort him out exactly because van damme's guys can't kill him if he's being escorted away right and it works it works like a charm yeah. he gets escorted out and he he's like yes thank you you're taking me to the police station and then you guys they, have just called someone who murdered the ewing representative i'm the murderer let me you guys are heroes he here's my identification he like, and here's a newspaper with a picture of me holding the knife <laughs> <laughs> here's my fingerprints if you'd like them sir and the cops are cool they're like yeah here's your fucking wallet back man i get yeah, yeah. we're heroes <laughs> we don't like it we hate senators so like yeah. it's cool <laughs> can uh, i shake your hand sir <laughs> and then the cop driving gets a phone call well, and no, he, he calls the gang. He and calls then, it in, and then the response we don't get to hear, but it's essentially we find out the CIA guy right, who earlier on let us know exactly what was going on yeah. mm-hmm. um, is getting Cary Grant off the hook, and yes. that's because he's he needs Cary Grant's help. He's like, yeah. all right, look, here's the situation. Kaplan's not real. You fell into this. You're going to have to keep doing it because, you know, as mad as you got at Eve for some reason, uh, she is actually our double agent on the inside. We're trying to bust Van Damme and his whole ring of uh, Russian cronies because we're in the middle of the Cold War. And the funny thing is, the thing he is most upset about is he's like, oh, I said all those hurtful things to her when she she actually didn't just try to screw me over out of pure evilness. It was actually just that she was forced into this situation. I'm so sad But she was still going to get me fucking murdered. So, I mean. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he and CIA guy convinces Cary Grant that he's got to go along with the plan because they've got to keep Eve's situation under wraps. They got to keep her undercover. And so the best, the next place that uh, Kaplan was supposed to be was his fancy right, house, right under was right next route. to Van Damme's house, which is on top of Mount Rushmore. Yeah, <laughs> they're at a cracker barrel. Which, which is so, like that's that's just a thing. <laughs> they go to. It's I weird. have no reason to not think there would be houses back there. No, it's just. I mean, it's going to be like it's a weird. state park, it's a weird national park. To pick yeah, like be a national monument want. that doesn't matter to your movie. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. It's. I, I think what like, it is, it, it's just it, like, it would be weird to be like, and he lives on the Great Barrier Reef, and it's like <laughs> he's just got a house there. Like, right. It's yeah. Not, there's yeah. nothing. He doesn't interact with the reef in a cool way. I think it's exactly the same thing as the uh, tanker that gets thrown in the thing. I think Alfred Hitchcock said, you know what would be a really cool way to kill someone? Throw them off the the Washington Monument. Or not the Washington, the Washington (laughs) Monument. The the Washington nose. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Throw them off of George Washington's head. Right. 
but that's that's got to be just the reason like it's just like all right well let's do this and like the, the the national park was probably like well we can get some good publicity out of this fuck it sure yeah exactly and there's there's a scene where Cary grant is stepping into his role and he's being pretty competent at it of like He's stepping into this spy position. Sneaking where around and yeah. He goes to Van Damme and he's like, hey, you know, I, I turns out I was Kaplan all along. You, you were right about me. I was just lying because I was a spy and that's what spies do. But, but I know I'll where you're going. Hook, uh, and I won't get you in trouble. Just leave Eve for me. And then I want to teach her a lesson. And then yeah. Eve's like, you shan't slap. <laughs> and then they have a little tussle and Eve shoots him. Right. And. I like I don't know I didn't necessarily know that she was in on it because we find out later. I, I was like, surprised. I, I figured too. he'd have like bulletproof vest or something on there. I mm. knew he wasn't going to be dead. Okay, but I didn't know because later on afterwards, um, like they crate his body off. Oh, he's been pronounced yeah. dead or whatever, and they drive off into the forests of North Dakota. Right, and oh, he's he's got a moment to meet with Eve, and she right. was in on. It. She used blanks, and that's not what I was expecting. I thought yeah. she was just continuing the charade because she was a spy undercover. I mean, I kind of thought it was blanks because when he like he gets shot, yeah. he, like, and there's no hole. He turns full to the camera, and you can see like no holes, no blood. He's perfectly okay. Which Rick, could did you be see the kiss movie. earlier? Which did you could see the kiss the, earlier? Which yeah, could but we've seen movie making. Like they knew how to do fake bullet holes back then. Yeah, yeah exactly. but also it's cheaper to just not do that. Yeah, right. that's true. It is true. Uh, but yeah, so that th- my thought was I did think it was blanks, but I, I, I and I I kind of like that they did they gave us that shot because it is does kind of make you go, hey, wait a second. And if you're paying attention, I like stuff that is like, okay, yeah, you were paying attention, you caught it. It's, sure, it's cool. sure. Um, they've got this moment where. They, you know, he, he's faked his death, mm-hmm. and they're meeting in the forest, right. and they're starting to get romantic again. Right, like they've clearly got feelings for each other. Which, like, Harry Grant is holding his arms at awkward angles <laughs> once again, <laughs> like he do. I'm just so confused by this romance. Like, I'm I going get, to assume that that's just how movies work. Like, they didn't know how to write chemistry and romance <laughs> into movies. I guess maybe. I mean, well, here's the thing. I buy it. It, like on an emotional level from her. I don't know why she sure. would fall in love with him, but I believe it from her acting. I don't get it from Cary Grant at all. He looks like he is just awkward, like, this girl is half my age, and I mean, I'm down to bone, but like in but love. But she's also her. nothing special. Yeah. Okay. But also, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah. I never know yeah. what to do in these situations. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. It's you, so awkward. You think I could act in this situation? <laughs> well, and he's trying. Like, it's not that awkward. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't have the chemistry that should probably be there. Yes. On um, his end. <laughs> and the CIA has told Cary Grant, like, hey, after you do this and fake your death, you mm-hmm. and Eve could ride off into the sunset together. Sure. And then Eve's like, what? No, the the CIA clearly lied to you. Right. I'm, I, like, I'm still undercover. I've still got to stop Van Damme. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm and Cary Grant go. is like, you didn't tell me the whole truth, Mr. Lying CIA man. You lied to like, me. CIA man is like, like you're fucking dumb, like the, bro. Somebody lied on the internet? Except <laughs> somebody in the CIA lied? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The old man might as well just look him in the face and be like, you're a moron, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we are the agency of subterfuge. That's right. I am so, not telling you the truth. So she just drives off and he's kind of left like, well, what the fuck do I no, do now? No, he gets decked out by a park ranger. Th- yeah. That too, yeah. he's Ranger. Like, He's like holding onto her car, like, no, don't go, Eve. And yeah. 
He gets tapped on the shoulder. And I just, love that. And like, you get to see his hot 58-year-old body. <laughs> yeah, you do. This guy looks like a melting candle. He looks I like mean, a very normal person that has not gone, undergone a Hollywood exercise and dehydration Yeah, he routine. is in great shape for his age. He looks better than I do no, with no, that shirt off. He's, he's in not going to die immediately shape. No, he's in fine shape. <laughs> he's not. He his a, arms are a little small. He has he's tiny not, little bird torso. arms on a like l- like melting chest torso. Nah. <laughs> No, 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 he's got just, pecs. It's just the chest hair is making it kind of weird. He's got, for some reason, he chose to skip arm. You're day. holding he's, him to unrealistic. Got, you're holding him to unrealistic he's got modern Hollywood standards that are somewhere around his navel. <laughs> No, you're thinking yeah. of his mother. <laughs> also her, yes. He has his mother's pecs. <laughs> he he wakes up and the CIA guy is like, look, no hard feelings here. I'll go I'm gonna go out and get you some booze. Here's some clothes, like chill right. out. It's yeah. gonna be okay. So he escapes and then he goes escapes to find out the window. Yeah. And he like knows where Van Damme's house right. is. There was a reason. I've forgotten exactly why. Yes, he, he puts knows, on but... his penny loafers, he climbs out the window and across the roof and escapes. <laughs> yes. and, th- and this is where it really feels kind of James like he finds another like thirsty one. On the way. <laughs> it we, feels like a precursor to he finds a thirsty woman on the you way. You don't remember him like he comes oh, out yeah. of his he room. He comes out of his room, he climbs across the ledge and he goes through another window, and this woman's kinda like, oh, stop! And just like And then oh, he's starting stop. to leave. And she's like, Stop. I mean, he was he was one of the most handsome men in Hollywood at the time, so like it works. I guess. I think it's I think it's sort of like if you had Brad Pitt step into a room and she was like, Oh yeah, like, no, don't go oh, I don't want to be assaulted by anyone. I don't care how attractive yes. they happen. Yeah, to but it's fair. not assault at that point. She's like, No, stop. Oh, you're <laughs> going to leave now. But she I'm, I'm all right. flips stop that leaving. switch from one to the other in one second. <laughs> the time she it takes for the light to illuminate his face. She had to put her glasses on. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. Yes. He he's Harry Grant. He says no and leaves, and then he's on. <laughs> we his don't know way. that. He, he's on his way <laughs> to Van Damme's house, and it feels very like if there was a precursor leading up to what James Bond movies would have been. Right. This is it. I mean, it's he's, three years before the first James Bond movie comes out, so it right. very well we may basically have, been. have the James Bond track going in the background mm-hmm. with like he's, the symphonic sound to it. Yeah, he's he's dressed. He's dressed well. He's got like his his silk button down shirt and his yeah. trousers and his penny loafers and he's creeping it's around great. you can almost hear the do 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 and he, he's like he scales the wall of this very fancy house hurts his hands and <laughs> yeah he does hurts his hands that doesn't matter at all no it, like, yeah. i don't know well, why it, shows it made him get his handkerchief out yeah and then so he, he sees look his at logo his... and he's like my logo rot my matches i can ride on these she'll <laughs> recognize my logo that we talked about fair enough because he he sees her going up to her room to get changed for the trip because mm-hmm. Van Dam is taking her and they're going overseas right because they're bad guys yeah. right but he, he's he's fleeing America mm-hmm. and as she's going up to get packed slash dressed or whatever uh, his right hand man, man henchman Leonard Leonard uh, breaks the news that um actually I've figured out that Eve is a double agent, agent. A double but agent. he doesn't say that well he, he pulls, does no he does and Van oh. Damme's like you're full of shit what do you mean <laughs> oh Eve's yeah fine. pulls out tiny gun that we all have and shoots him and apparently Eve is just like hmm wonder what that was uh-huh. <laughs> what if she only had made put like two blanks in there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's and the rest how I just would normal do. bullets yeah 
there were there were blanks in the gun. He used Eve's it's described gun. as a blank cartridge, so it would make sense. I, I mean, you suppose. could you would be able to tell if you checked. Like you you could you could check and you would know because there's not the bullet on the end. Well, I think she probably didn't want to risk it. No, no, I mean like he the guy the he could a look in there. Like, I'm, it's not that unreasonable that he would shoot the guy. He could it's know not, beforehand. You're not supposed to look in a gun, man. That's not <laughs> smart. <laughs> you're supposed to play your mouth and taste it. Shit. <laughs> See if it tastes like it's I mean, a blank really, or you not. You just stick your tongue down the barrel and you can taste if there's a bullet at the end the end of the cartridge. Yeah. Is that how you do it? <laughs> you got to oil up the inside so it's nice and lubricated for when it Josh. shoots out. Otherwise, yeah. the rifling doesn't work. Exactly. Mm. Josh, have you ever shot a gun before? <laughs> Several times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two in the break, one in the <laughs> chamber. Chamber. <laughs> a couple more in the bush. Le- yeah. Leonard, um, Leonard shoots at Van Damme, but because it's blank, right? And Van Dam just decks. I'm like, you, you piece of shit. I mean, he's not funny. He didn't know he wasn't getting shot just no, then. No, he did. Yeah. And then he's angry at him for fake shooting. Him. Yeah, exactly. Like he thought he was actually shot. That's yeah. probably yeah. Anyway, and and it reveals that Eve is a double agent, and yes. then. Cary Grant overhears him talking because Leonard's like, oh, aren't you going to do something? Yeah. And, and uh, Van like, Damme's yeah. like, yeah, but this kind of thing's better, ha- better, better handled at like 2,000 feet over open water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to kill Eve and this is where... Yeet her. He, mm-hmm. uh, Cary Grant scales the rest of the house mm-hmm. and sneaks in, writes, down a little, the- writes a little note on his book of matches and mm-hmm. tosses it off the balcony right. to her. She sees it. Leonard sees it. Well, yeah, but he doesn't know about the logo. Yeah, and he just so. puts it where it's supposed to, and then she sees it. Exactly. She sees it, and oh, it's been revealed. And she makes her way up, back up to the bedroom where Cary Grant is, and he's like, hey, they know it's you. I like They fired your gun that was full of blanks. They know I'm not dead. They're planning to kill you if you get on the plane. The statue Don't has go. microfiber. Microfil- <laughs> microfilm? Yeah, microfiber. Yeah, it's really good for like, climbing glasses tubes. and shit. <laughs> Uh, why does she go back down to continue the charade and go with Van Damme? Well, one, she has to get, like, the whole reason she has to keep doing the job is because of the microfiber. Microfiber. Yeah. Stop <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So now that she has the MacGuffin, they, she doesn't have to go with them anymore. Right. Okay. And I think, I think the plan is that he's going to get the car and then drive down there at the right moment and she'll just grab the thing and run. Because it's very tense, right? Because everybody in, because it's Leonard, the right hand, Van Damme's right hand man. Yeah. Van Damme and Eve, and they're mm-hmm. all walking down from the house to the Airfield. plane. Yeah. Uh, and and they this, each know the other is a traitor. They each yeah. know that the other ones know. But yeah. they don't know but, that the other one knows that they know. But, they, but <laughs> yes. no one's saying it, and so everyone's just looking around shiftily, and like Eve keeps glancing back at the house, mm-hmm. and the tensions keep rising and rising right. and rising, and it's because Cary Grant's supposed to come down there with the car and get her, mm-hmm. but he's not doing it. And he's been stopped by a woman in the house with the gun. Correct. But it he turns was. out that gun that is same the silly same gun. Damn gun. Same damn which gun. you can tell because we all made the joke, hey, what if that's that gun? Right. And so, again, this is another thing that I appreciate of like, if you're paying attention, you can predict it a little bit ahead of time. And that, that makes you feel smart when it happens. <laughs> yes, it does. Right. The mom might not come back around, but at least the gun shows up three different times. Exactly. <laughs> they, he, he swoops down in the car. She, like, wrenches away the statue that's got the microfiber in it mm-hmm. and hops in, <laughs> hops in the car. And they drive off to Mount Rushmore. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know why they drive to Mount Rushmore instead of back down the mountain. Well, they drive for a little bit. And they then, hit that uh, fake wall. Or the, yeah. They, 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 they hit a gate. They hit a gate they can't get through, and so they just start booking it in through the woods, and that's how they end up at Mount Rushmore, because okay. they're stupid and went they, up instead of down. Apparently, they spent all the prop money on the tanker and the plane, and they couldn't afford to replace that gate 
And so they couldn't just drive through it. <laughs> right. I guess so. Well, they like how they built cars different back then. They built gates like several feet thick. They built yeah. gates to actually keep people out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they knew that the cars weigh 5,000 pounds. So this has got to be one bitch of a gate. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. That's right. So they they run off to escape down by scaling down Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. And Leonard and the other bad guys are like tailing them. Yeah. Which is also... So we know one of the bad guys is an expert knife thrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've shown they have guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know why... Like, why are any of them also trying to scale down Mount Rushmore? Why they don't not want just to like, shoot at shoot the founding yeah. fathers. If they're missing Higgett, they, I mean, that's that's just... That's not cool. Come they're on. pro-Russia. This is the Cold War, and they're stealing microfiber full of state secrets yeah, but they're to not transport over to Russia. Yeah. Yes, un- they are. They're uncurrent America. They love the dang old founding fathers. <laughs> That's problems? a stretch. <laughs> That's a real stretch. <laughs> anyway, they well, fight on they, top of Mount they, Rushmore. You think it's weird that the guy who's really good at knife throwing dives off the mountain with the dude like a fucking <laughs> oh, like so a puma? It's so weird because so Cary Grant and Eve that you know they've they've had the like oh close call my foot slipped and they yeah. had all all those and it's fine mm-hmm. and they're making their way around somebody's nose yeah right. and, and all the while they're using camera angles that emphasize if you fall off the edge of this you dead. you are dead mm-hmm. yeah, dead exactly and as they round surprise surprise so the henchman's hiding behind a nostril and he's mm-hmm. but rather than like stab them or like throw a rock he's running rather than push them. He like vaults himself at Cary Grant. Yeah. While they're on the precarious edge. <laughs> well, he's duo wielding. I'm assuming he's going to like make the Duke fall off the mountain while he like what, sticks Brian, his Brian, knives Brian, into what the is mountain. What's he dual wielding? Knives. And what has he done earlier to kill the UN ambassador? <laughs> Throw knives. <laughs> okay, and he's four feet away from Cary Grant now. That's well, that's too close. And yeah. he, he, has, <laughs> he has a you, preferred range of knife throwing. You got to get a full rotation of the knife before it sinks in. He can only get 30% of the way there. He should have stopped halfway down the nose. <laughs> you yeah. know how in Halo, when you get within a certain range with the sword, it just sucks you towards him? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's what he was within that range. Like, he's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Cary Grant eats him off of the off of the edge. It's of the way thing. too easy. It's way too easy because Cary mm-hmm. Grant is like doing the thing where uh, the bad guy's trying to stab him with the knife and he's yeah. like holding his wrist and pushing back with all his might. Yes. Except I guess it wasn't all his might because then he decides, okay, now I'll really push. It well, then like, he realized he has the legs. guy off the mountain. It is as though he is Popeye and like in between one of the cuts, he ate an entire thing of spinach. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the level of sudden strength sudden that he just has for no strength. reason. Yeah. I, I have yes, to think. This account executive is just strong as fuck all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. I have to think that what it is is Cary Grant just couldn't do a fight scene to save his life and so they I had to just pretend to cut around Cary Grant. I don't know. I don't well, know I mean, either, but that's just my guess. They've got enough budget for 45 seconds left of this movie time. <laughs> they fair. had to be They're done. End it okay, cool. okay, yeah, because here's what happens next. Now, Leonard, mm-hmm. again, Van Damme's right-hand man, right. making his way down, and mm-hmm. he, Eve is slipping, and Cary Grant has like reached out Kind of half-heartedly, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. He's like well, trying to save her from falling. Well, off. he doesn't want to also he's, fall. He's that would be a problem. He's trying to footing so that he can pull her back up. I also, sure. her footing has collapsed underneath her, so it's not like she can just push herself up on her toes. Yeah. Correct. It still looks a little goofy. It does. And as he's hanging there trying to hold on to Eve, he he reaches out to Leonard. He's like, Leonard, he- help, help, Leonard, help. please, so pull us up. And Leonard comes over and, in a moment of kindness, steps on his hand. Just the I will give you an way too. Yeah, and I will be king. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he's stepping on his toes, and you're like, what's what's oh, going to happen? happen? What's going to happen? How's he going to get out of this? And then, Somebody's and from then the- in about thirty seconds, mm-hmm. here's the here's the next sequence of events that happens yes. in the next thirty seconds. Leonard is stepping on Cary Grant's hands. 
all of a sudden a shot rings out. Mm-hmm. State troopers slash CIA have made their way up to the heads of the with their twelve soldiers, snipers, mm-hmm. and they've shot Leonard, and he falls off dead. Eve is still slipping a little bit, mm-hmm. and Cary Grant reaches down there to pull her up. And then we flash, and then it just like hard cuts to him pulling her up into a train car because mm-hmm. now they're both wearing white. It's kind of implied they got married. Well, because totally he, he made a proposal to her like while right. they were about. And that. then they like have an awkward kiss. They and then the train to, goes it, into and, and a tunnel. Cuts, <laughs> and then it cuts to a train going into a tunnel. Credits roll. We don't end. know what the fuck happened to Van Dam. Right. Well, right. he was apprehended by the police. Did yeah. we see that? Well, yeah. He up at the top with the CIA when they shot Leonard. They've Van got Dam, him there. Van oh, Dam they already had him I completely screen. missed okay. that. Yeah. I missed that you, too. I can't blame you for it because, again, all of this happened in 30 seconds. That's right. It yeah. goes, Leonard is stepping on a hand, gets shot, falls off. Cara Grant pulls up Eve. Now they're in a train having been married. Cut to a train repeatedly going into a tunnel, implying that they're banging. <laughs> Not repeatedly. Words, it doesn't like the, back out and then go back in. The words "the end" appear on screen, and it hard cuts to the credits. That's how yes, he fucks. He pushes in. He just keeps going. He doesn't pull out. <laughs> just further and it's further like a, and further. She's like a black hole. She just keeps sucking him in. Spaghettifies. Like, if they had just used some of their budget for not these awkward two minutes of silences and like, let's stand on the elevator for a while. Let's let's walk from room Everybody to room. Everybody laugh now. Once you get to the ending, you just end it there and don't overstay your welcome. It's Alfred, the opposite of, of the Lord of the Rings. Alfred Hitchcock, your movie is like half an hour too long. Uh, we need you to trim it down. Let's see. Should I cut out all the like awkward two minute long pseudo comedy or like half the ending? <laughs> half the I'm ending just going to cut out half the ending. Those pauses are real important. <laughs> you don't need any more of that shit. They're already dead. And they People need won. time to think about the story. That's yeah. right. This movie... Van Damme can get arrested off screen. It's yeah. fine. It's not <laughs> yeah. important to the story. This movie was kind of weird. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. And my least favorite part of it is Cary Grant's character going back and forth between competent and incompetent. Yes. Or very aware versus very naive. Yes. Um, because if it was the story of someone starting off incompetent and naive and then through the experiences and of he's kind of forced into this spy life and eventually becomes adept at it. Yes. That would be interesting. Yes. But even towards the end, he's still like backslides into just being a dumbass. For yeah. A but while. we don't know what becomes of him. Like his, his name is all over the papers as a fucking murderer. That are they just going to be like, Ryan, yeah, he didn't, they got that. married. <laughs> the CIA, oh, okay. the CIA that cleared him. I'm they sure. got married. Yeah. But he has a, he had a life. He had a mother and a job. Nope, like, they got, they doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They got married. The end. <laughs> oh, okay. They're fucking on a train. It goes into a tunnel. The end. Okay, I mean, doesn't I'll, matter. All right, I'll see you later. No, I, I, <laughs> I, I agree. It's there's a lot. There's a lot of threads that are just left hanging. And glad we tag all those early threads, though. <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, we really let him know that he was alone out there in the middle of Kansas or yeah. wherever the fuck. Um, him him going back and forth was my least favorite. My favorite part of the movie was. Um, his awkward hands during the romance. <laughs> it was really yes. funny. And for such a, what I think for someone who I have known as like, he was just hot stuff yes. back in the day. 100%. He was like the charismatic guy. Like yes. ladies swooned when he walked the by. The Brad Pitt right. of his era. Pretty much. Um, it is really funny to think that he's that bad at romance. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What I think that's primarily how he is cast. Like, I don't think he's an action movie kind of guy. It's usually he's the love interest. Yeah. Correct. And it's really funny that the guy who is the love interest yeah. is this awkward. And I have to assume it was on purpose. I guess. 
I, it, the, the way it came across was genuinely like, oh, this is as far as we can get for the sensors. Maybe, right? yeah. Like, we, oh, if you're kissing, you can't also be caressing her back. Right, like, something no, like that. No hands touching back. I would back get it like you point. can't cut hair back then because hair was like cast iron and you can't break through it. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, it, it, it felt weird and slow and wishy-washy, but also I was interested in it. And it was funny, but not for the reasons it should have been funny. So it's hard. Like with Maltese Falcon, it's very different from the kind of movies we see today. But I could appreciate it for what it was, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. This one, it I'm not getting the same vibe, and it doesn't feel like a 97 to me. And so I'm giving it like two and a half out of five. Uh, wow sexual implications yeah. <laughs> i'm glad okay. the dialogue yeah. didn't stay super snappy yeah and and i'm not trying to say that's the quality of the movie that's, that's just how much i enjoyed it yeah, like, yeah. i i don't want to watch this movie again it's no. slow and dumb and if i want something that hits the notes that i enjoyed in this movie i'll watch a james bond yeah that's that makes sense i mostly agree with what you said um this movie is at times painfully slow and there's times like we said where it really works and there are scenes where he really effectively builds the tension by setting mm-hmm. up the information that you know and the characters know carefully and all that and other times we just do the same romance scene twice for no damn reason yeah and so like i i think this movie is really good in some ways but it's also just unnecessary in other ones um and i wonder how much of that is just like movie making craft has has changed a lot over the past 60 70 years and we are just programmed for a different type of entertainment when we come to a movie um but yeah there's just a lot of this that you could cut easily but but it's tough too though because i've seen other hitchcock films where i was like that was amazing i'm so glad sure. i said well, i mean everyone has like you know they're they're knocking out of the park moments and they're they're good sure, stuff. And sure they- but 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 i think that's why i don't necessarily i agree to some extent that mm-hmm. the entertainment climate is different now than it right. was but I don't think that that's the reason I didn't enjoy this movie. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. What I'm saying is sort of like this could be the uh, the Dark Knight Rises to you know <laughs> the Batman Begins of his other films. Sure. Like there's there's just issues with it, and you know the guy can perform at a higher level, but and you can see some of that in this movie, which I want to be clear about. There's a lot of really good stuff here, um, but there's a lot of bad. And what what am I specifically going to call out here? My least favorite thing is Cary Grant specifically. I don't feel like I re- like there's parts of his performance I like a lot. He has a certain amount of charm to him, but I never feel like he's a consistent character in this and I never really buy into his romance with Eve. I feel it on her end. I don't get it on his end at all and I don't get why she would fall in love with him over the course of the, the movie. The only part I disagree with is when they're doing their like verbal flirting sure. over, over lunch. Yeah. That feels very effective and I can see why he's a romantic lead in those scenes sure it's the rest of the romantic bits sure. that don't work i'll go with that um but yeah so overall i'm gonna give this three and a half planes crashing into tankers uh, <laughs> it, it, it's got its good points i can see why it's a classic but i am not coming back to it sure brian <laughs> I remember when this was all orange fields. As far as the eye could see. <laughs> Fucking. Like, I was going to say that this this was highly rated because they didn't have a lot to work with back then, but they had, like, books and play. Like, they knew what narrative was yeah. and they knew when. Like, the, I don't get. 
Were there good romances back then? We just haven't watched them yet. I don't know. Uh, you have okay. Yes, I mean, yes, there were. I've, I've seen some. There, yeah, there, there were other good romances where people actually seem like they have on-screen chemistry and it makes sense to why they're like so torn and shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. These last two have not re- like she seemed. Fu- they seemed thirsty for each other. <laughs> right. Yeah. But and this one, this one is at least. Well, a, and, and I think a lot of old-timey romances were she's hot, which draws him in. And he's just so charming he's and, gruff. and suave and good looking. Right. That it just, it's almost like, love at first sight. She can't help but fall for him. But he's sure. also not allowed to show emotion or any right. attachment to her. Because right. that's a woman thing to do or something. Yeah. So then there's no real chemistry. Maybe. I, I, don't, could be I don't get that. I, I don't appreciate that. But uh, I, I, I don't see why this is a 90 something. I don't want to be the dude that like shits on things. But fucking this just seems like another old movie. Which is maybe... Maybe I only see the old movies that were this good, and this was good back then, and the shiggy ones were, like, astoundingly shiggy. <laughs> but this is just really middle of the road for me. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't like the first 60, 65, 70% of this movie. Hmm. And I don't really get why that, like, I'm sure there's a good reason why they suddenly cut, like, it had to be budget or something. Sure. I mean, I think it's, sure. just, I think it's just he thought, okay, the movie's over now. Let's get to it. I, I just don't think that's how you wrap up a thing. The cinema is complete. Mm, I'm done with this idea. It bores me. <laughs> uh, least favorite's the first 60% of this movie. Favorite is... What would my favorite... But I guess the soundtrack. I, I like the, I like I the early... Too, yeah. uh, I, I assume he uses a consistent symphony guy throughout his movies, but whoever he is, I like them in this. Yeah. But, uh... Also, two and a half out of five. Uh, mm, uh, mm, Eskimo buggies. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb, I had I had a good time with this movie, but at the same time, now that it's over, it fell well short of the expectations I had for it. Just because of seeing it consistently on these lists of best classic movies, and having seen it now, I'm just like, that was it. Right. Does that yeah. mean that all the other classic movies were like shitty by comparison, or is there just something I don't appreciate about this because I'm no longer in that time? Uh, I think the right. other ones are just genuinely better. Like oh. this one has a, the music is good. Yeah. They use a wide variety of sets, and they have stellar actors, but the performances and like it's also directed by Hitchcock. So like, I felt like you could like th- it would be impossible for them to fuck this up. Right. And meanwhile, it was just kind of mid for me. Yeah. Quite frankly. It's not that I didn't enjoy components of it. Like my favorite has to be the the comedic elements that I did not expect in this remotely. Like mm-hmm. imagine seeing something like the tiny razor in a James Bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or um the fact that they have that drunk driving component where he's his eyes are all googly and he's just acting like a goofball. You're kind of anxious that he's going to drive off the road, but I feel like if this were, if you had children watching this, they would be giggling watching this yeah. particular yeah. part. Sure. Not to mention the fact his mother is just downright insufferable, just giving him shit nonstop. I didn't think this was going to be a comedy, but those elements were my favorite part of this. For me, the besides the awkwardly hard cut ending, Eva's character is probably my least favorite thing just because of how transparent that she's not being entirely forthright. Like maybe he is just being charmed by her beauty is like this girl wants to have sex with me Mm -hmm. and 
I'm not going to say no to that. I don't really care that her character doesn't make a whole lot of sense from not really having a conversation of like, oh, what brings you to this train? And so that didn't really hold the weight to me. All that being said, it's 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 all right. And I think <laughs> cinema's come a long way since then. So uh, I'm going to give it three and a half out of five dollars of uh, drunk driving fees. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. When he gets stopped for, for having imbibed an entire bottle of bourbon. And stolen a car. Three car pile up with a stolen car. The stolen car. He eventually has to pay his fees of two dollars. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, at first I'm like, oh, it's a long time ago. That's like a lot of money. But then he's willing to bribe his mother with fifty dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is apparently like five hundred dollars back then, just to be around. We looked it up, and it's basically ten dollars. <laughs> well, no, it, like a, a buck is eleven bucks. Okay. And so fifty Still, bucks was like five hundred twenty bucks. bucks. Yeah, that's good. Which, which ain't bad. I meant the yeah. I meant the like the two dollars. Oh yeah, the the two dollar drunk driving fee yeah. is like twenty five bucks. Insurance yeah. was a hell of a thing back then. I guess. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so I looked it up about that last shot of yeah. the train going into the uh, yeah. into the, the tunnel. tunnel. Yeah. Uh, Hitchcock himself said that he ca- he called it a phallic symbol and one of the most impudent shots I've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I really outdid myself right. this time. <laughs> if you'd like to listen to us being impudent, you can <laughs> find more of our episodes on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and OpinionatedPodcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating and follow us on Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for